the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I am so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. Let's start the show off in Landover, Maryland with Angel, who's on the line. Hello, Angel. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson. I'm doing wonderful. I'm blessed and highly favored. Amen to that. Welcome to the show. How can I serve you today? All righty. Um, I, I, I guess today is today I need a sounding board. Um, I am number eight of ten children, mm-hmm. and um, two of my brothers have passed on. And as the female part of the um, of my siblings, I'm sorry, I just always seem to inherit my brothers. I guess that's a good way of saying it. And in between inheriting them, they come with nothing. And I, I, I don't want to feel that it's not my responsibility. They come with but what? Sometimes I feel because. Uh, I don't want to feel that it's my responsibility. That what? Okay. You know, that what is your response? I'm sorry. I just wanted to be clear. I know our time is straight, but I want to understand. You're saying you have these brothers. You don't want to take on the responsibility that they have for what? It's not what they have. I don't. It's they. I, I'm the. I'm the person that they always come to to come live with. Okay, gotcha. I just, um, I guess I'm at that point where you're older than I am, so you should be more responsible and be able to maintain your own life outside my house. And right now, I just feel like I'm just closed in because it seems like every one of the Mm -hmm. brothers that have moved in and moved out, they come with the same pattern. Do they They pay you rent? Want to work or? I just got. I just had one starting to pay rent and three hundred dollars a month, but I'm still cooking. I'm still cleaning. Why? I own my own home. There's utilities. Why? I I don't know. I just I when I read Matthew, I I get to that point where it says, okay, did you care for your brothers? Did you care? Did you feed them? And then that's when the guilt comes in. Do they not have jobs? They are, let me say this, the jobs are on commission, and it's been a commission job for the last 30 years, meaning you get what you pay for if you go to work. So, in other words, they're living off of their sister because their sister's letting them live off of them. Taking care of your brothers, I think, is important, but it doesn't mean they have to live with you, and it doesn't mean that you have to support them if they're able-bodied men. And so... 
uh, I'm not saying that it's easy to kick them out, but I'm saying it's a lot easier not to let them in. So if you got another brother that's trying to get in, you need to just simply say no, uh, or you need to give a contract and say, here's the amount of time that you can stay, and this is how much uh, you'll have to pay starting uh, on this date. Uh, so if you give them guidelines then, and they believe that you're serious about it, they'll actually work for it. But if they don't believe that you're serious about it and you're just going to open your door and give a bed to them and feed them whenever they're hungry, then that's going to be your role for the rest of your life. And, and if you're not willing to change that, uh, then just get ready to serve them for the rest of their lives if that's the role you want for your brothers. If it's not the role you want, then you're the one that's going to have to change it. And one of the things you can do is after Christmas, you can say, hey, listen, I'm going to give you to this date to get your stuff together. And if you don't get your stuff together by this date, uh, you're going to have to leave. I'll still love you. I'll support you. But I, I, I need to reorder my home for me. So what do you think about that exactly. advice? Uh, that's wonderful. That's, I mean, I I just felt the guilt just lifted off me just Good. now. Because for so long, I'm, I'm reading the scripture and I'm saying, okay, this is what I'm so, I, I have to do, or I'm supposed to do. But then I'm reading it again and it's like, no, because you're a grown man, right. you're able to do this. You just don't want to do it. Exactly. And when that, the text, when it talks about somebody being in need, I mean, if they are poor on the street and need and you have something you can do to help them, that's one thing. But don't translate that to mean I have family members that want to take advantage of me. So therefore, I'm going to enable them and cook for them and let them sleep in my house without paying uh, a rent. Uh, you know, just there is a difference there. And I don't want you to use those passages to somehow justify their behavior of not being responsible. Uh, so hopefully I not only took the guilt off of you, but gave you a plan that, that you can uh, use to to help them. Is that pretty good? Yes, you have. Okay. Yes, you have. Well, praise the Lord. God bless you, Angel. We'll see you later. Lord bless you. I sure hope that God gives you the courage to follow through with that. I know it's not easy, and it's so much easier for me to say it across a microphone and even for other people in their cars or, or wherever you are listening to a minute than to actually have to do it. So uh, I want you to know I acknowledge that, Angel. And for my other listeners, I want you to know that I acknowledge it just because I'm giving you the uh, the answers or the the suggestion or the advice. It doesn't mean I think it's easy for you to do. Sometimes you got to hear it and get that truth in you first. So it gives you the courage to go ahead and do what you have to do. Spine, the this is Dr. David Anderson. Amber and I called Best Buy Waterproofing. They came in. They fixed our basement from water coming in. I'm so glad we called them. You call them too. 844-980-3707. Best Buy. Waterproofing before the water Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson. How you doing? Hey, I'm pretty good. How about you, sir? I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking today? Uh, no, uh, no problem. Um, what I'm thinking is, so, um, one of my stresses is always being the, the one that kind of compromise you know mm. I, how healthy do you really think it is like for if when you always have an issue you got to be the one who you know big compromise and the one who gotta um you know be the bigger person all the time i wouldn't say bigger person mm -hmm. but the one that 
you know, it's okay not to get your way type of person. I mean, granted that my relationship, you know, for the last year been going through a lot of turmoil, but, you know, cause of, cause of me initially, but, you know, when I, when I identify the, the cause of the reason for the relationship going to turmoil, I'm wrong for it, you know, when you voice your opinion and stuff. So well, here, I just wanted to get you a about Here's that. my thought on it. Okay, you screwed up, and so now you feel like you're in a doghouse, so every time there's an issue, you're compromising. Did I get it right? Um, before that, too, I'm always compromising. Okay. Compromising is a good thing when it comes to, okay, I'm trying to be more flexible. But compromising is not a good thing when you are actually being disingenuous with your feelings. So if you're being disingenuous, you're not speaking your truth, you're, 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 you're giving ground where you shouldn't be giving ground, and you're now being disingenuous, which is going to cause a sense of bitterness inside your heart at the end of the day. You're going to resent it at the end of the day. So I would say, ask yourself, the next time you have an opportunity to come to common ground, where can you compromise up to a point where now you're being disingenuous and you're not speaking your truth? When you're speaking your truth and you're saying, listen, no, I'm not going to own your part. I'm going to own my part. And you're right. I screwed up here or I didn't think about it here or or I could do better here. Great. That's good. Own your part. But don't own her part because as soon as you own her part, uh, you may create peace right now. But later it's going to cause you resentment. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I definitely understand what you're saying. So my last part of it is like, you know, um, you know, we, you know, you're going through something. You, we're going, we went through a season. We're yeah. going through a season. So the, the, the thing that where I messed up at now, she is reversed. The roles are being reversed, but, uh, and it's that person don't feel that it's wrong at all. When you say the roles and, are being um, reversed, what does that mean? Meaning like, say for example, well, not say for example, let me be right to the point. So say if she was in my phone, she'd see me texting the female. Okay. Or, you know, engaging in a conversation with a female. Yep. And it's wrong. Yep. I cut it off. Okay. And, but this person is engaging and talking to a, a guy. Yep. Um, this per- But she don't cut it off. She tried to be sneaky about it and tried to go around. Go around. So, but... You know, it was wrong for me to approach her about the situation. So basically, yep. my 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 point here is like we've been going through a lot of rocky things. Talk about sure. divorce, um, sure. everything. I left the house, but I came back because you know, being in, connected with the church, you know, you never want to leave your house because yeah, when the flesh is weak, I understand it's nothing but temptation outside your home. Right, right. So that was my reasons for coming back, and I explained to her my reasons for coming back. But it's like it's hot and cold every day. You sure. Know? One day is okay, and one day is not okay. So I sure. Was, you know, your advice on maybe, like, I tried to counseling and everything. I tried to get help. I tried to get back into church. Everything she wanted me to do, I was doing. Yeah. But, like, she hasn't been doing anything to, you know, rectify her her wrongs. And, and why do you think she, Why do you think that is? Um, I, I know she's broken. I know she's hurt. But you can't use that excuse for... Sure. Listen, you can't use that. Yeah. You can't use that for... You're downplay because at the end of the day, sure. you're responsible for your own actions when you, when you come face to face. Here's the real question: Do you so, think she still wants the marriage? Um, you know, I brought it up multiple times. So she showed signs that she wanted to be married. You know what I'm saying? She, she showed signs that she wanted to be married. Okay. She showed signs she don't want to be married. But has so she said she wants not, to be married? 
Um, you know what? She hasn't came out blunt about it. Hey, I still want to be married, but she's still into like, oh, I want to do things as a family because we got two young boys together. Sure, but I think that this so, is a place where, and again, this is just my opinion, anonymous. Okay, so you have to take it before the Lord, and I always try to say that because you know I, I'm mixed with flesh and spirit too, and I don't always know which one's coming out. Okay, so I'm going to give it to you like I'm going to give it to you on real talk, but you got to take it before the Lord. Okay. Okay. Bottom line, I think you're at a stand at an intersection where you have to have a conversation with your wife when the timing is right. You're out on a date or you're sitting and the kids are in the bed, whatever it is, uh, where you say, hey, listen, this marriage is so important to me and our family is so important to me. But I'm at a crossroads. I need to know, do, do you want to be in this marriage? Are you committed to this marriage? If so, we can talk about the work we need to do in order to make it happen. But if not, then. I need to know that, and I need to hear that from you. If you need to talk about it, pray about it, talk to your girls about it, whatever. But I need to know that you want to be in this. And if you don't, you need to be honest with me and tell me. I definitely hear you on there, but I definitely hear you. I understand you. And um, my my only feedback, well, I'm not even going to talk that about that because, you know, this person, this is a person that, really strong in the church lost their you know lost the feeling and you know it's like did a 180 you know but you need to hear you need to hear from her her truth you're probably afraid to hear it but you need to hear her truth even if it's not what you want you need to hear it she needs to speak her truth to you so you can deal with reality because i don't think you're dealing with reality I think you're dealing with uh, spirituality. You're dealing with uh, dreams and visions of what it could be. And, and you're, dream- you're dealing with uh, trying to save this thing. And, and I'd love for you to save it. But you got to deal with, with reality here. She needs to speak her truth, and you need to know what you're dealing with. And I don't think you know. Okay. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. Because I, But, you know, one thing I will apply myself for is, I'm trying. I'm putting the effort in to try. Absolutely. To, I always talk to. I always talk to and say, "Hey, what's going on? What's on your mind?" Absolutely. Say, hey, um, you know, I send her the same text every morning no. for like the no. whole month. I you applaud. Know, so, hey, you know what? Like, I applaud your work trying to make this thing work. I do, but I'm just saying you now need to get her to speak out her truth so you know how how to work this. Because you may be working right. on something you don't even know what you're doing is making it worse, and you don't even realize it. You know, and so what she right. might need is you to back up off of her so she can breathe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know you guys. But what I'm yeah. saying is no, you right. may be affecting a plan that's actually hurting you and not helping you. You need to create an environment where she can just speak her truth, and then you go into the corner somewhere and take it before God and say, okay, now, God, give me the right plan uh, with regard to this. And so I'm not saying it's going to be easy to hear it, but I do believe that until you really know what's going on in their heart of hearts, Running after a text is not going to do it. You need to have her just come out and, and almost, quote, unquote, man up and tell me what you want or what you're feeling. And then from there, you can take it to the Lord and say, now, Lord, give me wisdom. All right. Let me go to Annapolis, Maryland and talk to Sophia uh, there. Hello, Sophia. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you for taking my call. It's my pleasure. Um, I just wanted to give a very quick um, book recommendation for Angel and okay. anybody else. Um, 
uh, who has enabling issues, which I do. And uh-huh. this book was written by two Christian psychologists. Um, the book is called Boundaries. Right. And um, the authors, do you know this book? I do know the book and I know the authors. Henry Cloud. Um, and yes. uh, who's the other author? I don't know Townsend. him. What is his name? Yeah, he's um, Towson. That's they've right. They've written um, several books. Um, yeah, S-E-N-D. Yeah. Um, I I found this book in the thrift store about a year and a half ago, and um, my my husband's fifty two year old daughter um, moved in with us mm. um, last year, and it was temporary, and it was it was hell on earth, and mm. um, it was just the perfect time for me to open that book and. Mm. What made this book so special for me, and I think will be very helpful to Angel and others, is that it was rooted in Scripture. Right. And I, too, had the view that, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to help everybody and love everybody mm-hmm. and give and do and do. And and this book freed me. The yeah. Lord freed me through this book. So Amen. I just wanted to pass that on. Well, thanks for doing that, Sophia. What a great recommendation. I appreciate it from Annapolis, Maryland, Boundaries by Henry Cloud. And uh, the last name is Mr. I think it's John Townsend. So there you have it. That's a classic of a book. And it's true, isn't it? We do have to put boundaries uh, around our lives so that we're not uh, being taken advantage of too much or uh, enabling someone else so they cannot grow. So good news on that one. Thank you. All right, let's go to Silver Spring, Maryland and talk to Aridia, who's on the line. Hello, Aridia. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? I have to. I have two biblical questions for you. One is, um, is there in the Bible a place where it say God will keep our tear in a bottle? God will keep our tears in a bottle. Um, yes. you know what? I'm not. I don't believe that that's the actual quote. There does uh, are a couple of quotes with regard to. Uh, our tears, and uh, I can look that up really quickly. But uh, putting our tears in a bottle, I don't uh, know if that's an exact quote. I, I have I, to check it out. Yeah, okay. Uh, the other one is when is the rainbow one of God promises? Yes, it is. Uh, what? Where is it? Uh, that's Please. that's in Genesis chapter. Uh, let's see, I think it's six through nine. Let me look at those chapters real quick. It's after the flood in chapter nine, the covenant that God makes with Noah uh, when he comes out. And it's in verse 14. Uh, Really, you could pick it up at verse 12. So let's go with uh, Genesis 9, 12. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all the living creatures of every kind. Never again. Will the waters become a flood to destroy all life? Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all the living creatures and every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, this is a sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. 
What do you think about Thank that? Thank you. That, uh, that is awesome. I've been looking for that for a long time, and I said, let me call you. Yeah. Well, it's right there in uh, Genesis 9, verses 12. Uh, through 17. And the, mm-hmm. and the other one about the tears in the Bible, my mom, she was so into Bible Christian. And I used to, I know my mommy used to tell me, you're going to um, spend all your fear and God's going to run out of bottle. Mm, okay. When I was small, they used to cry. Is that right? Well, you know, it says in different versions, it's probably coming out of the Psalms, uh, Psalm 56, 8. It says, you keep... Okay. Uh, the, the the psalmist says, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. There you have it. Uh, psalm 56, Oof. 8. And uh, I just Googled that. So that, w- that was real easy. That's Psalm 56, 8. Uh, and now okay. that, now, just to, just to be sure, that is the living translation. So that translation, it's a good translation, but it's kind of making, uh, how can I put it? Very common language. It may not be the exact Hebrew language, but the idea is correct. It goes on to say in that same verse, Psalm 56, 8, you have recorded each one in your book. So in a sense, I guess it's kind of like God knows every hair on your head and every tear uh, is not wasted. God sees every single tear on your pillow or in a bottle, or he, you know, writes your sorrows in a book like that. How's that sound? That sounds good. Is that David's song, though? Is that David or Solomon? Uh, well, let's find out. Now you're going to make me open my own Bible. That was a, a Google I search. I know, I know. I'm no, sorry, I like it. I'm, 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 I like it. It is, It is. <laughs> let's see, uh, a Psalm of David. That's right. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. When the Philistines had seized him in Gath, G-A-T-H. So uh, he was he was afraid. He says, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. And God, whose word I praise. And so he was afraid, but he turned to the Lord. And in his lament and his crying, he says in in the New International Version, record my lament, list my tears on your scroll. Are they not in your record? So that's the same idea. All right. Okay. But thank you, Dr. Davidson. Have a great weekend. God bless you. <laughs> You're so welcome. God bless you, Aridia. Let's run on over to Northern Virginia right now and talk to Dean, who's on the line. Hey, Dean, it's Dr. Anderson. How are you doing today? Hey, Dr. Anderson. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I receive it. Hallelujah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I receive <laughs> it. How are you today? Hey. I'm doing just great. I have a had a word. I, I hope a word of encouragement for for you and for your your listeners. Uh, I've been listening to your program for the last few years. It's been a great blessing in my life, and uh, and I think you brought hope to a lot of people. Hmm. And I really love uh, with real talk. I think it brings hope to a lot of people as hmm. as they listen in the afternoons. And one of the benedictions I love from Saint Paul where he says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing and cause you to overflow with hope mm. through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I've been thinking about the the rope of hope, mm. the rope of hope. Mm. And, you know, the, the that Hebrew word tikvah carries with it the idea of a rope. Hope's like a rope, mm. and it has three, three strands. 
Huh. When you weave them together, it gives uh, strength to the rope. Uh, one strand would be expectation. Mm-hmm. The other strand would be patiently waiting. Hmm. And the third strand would be looking for God's answers to our prayers. Huh. And when you weave those those three together, uh, expectation, wait, patiently waiting, and uh, and uh, looking for God's answers, knowing that he'll always answer in his perfect timing and in his perfect right, way. Right. Uh, when you weave those babies together, you've got hope, and you pull like on the it. rope of hope. I like it. And so I'm that's, pulling on it. Man, that's I'm be- pulling on it with you. I like it. That's better and, than uh, the rope of dope, I tell you. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, is this Father, <laughs> is this Father Dean? Are you Father Dean? My, this is Father Dean. My this Anglican priest Dean. friend, I thank you so much. You worship Equipper you. So, hey, hey, listen, if, yeah, I'll if, tell you. if people I'll wanted to learn you. more about worship Equippers, can you give them something real quick? How, how do they get a hold of you? You know, they can just Google our website at worshipequippers.org. That's mm. worshipequippers.org. And we welcome the opportunity to serve the body of Christ. It's such a privilege and an honor, and, and it's a uh, welcome the opportunity. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. It's a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Real Talk with Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. Real Talk with Dr. Anderson on Facebook. Join the group today. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us Sunday mornings at our campus in Columbia, Maryland at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon, or at our Owings Mills, Reisterstown, Maryland campus at 10.30 a.m. You can also join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. For details and directions to Sunday services, please visit www.bridgeway.cc or call 410-992-5832. We hope to see you tomorrow at church. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.